Oh, hi, everybody. It's The Best Show. Hey, it's your old friend, Tom, the host of The Best Show. I'm back again for another exciting installment. This one is not happening live. It's a little different approach this week. We're uh, pre-recording part of the show, and I think part of the show will be live. This is the pre-recorded part, and we're talking about who are the 50 angriest people of all time. Let's put a list together. Who are, I'm going to stop talking like that. Who are the 50 angriest people ever? You can call in and talk about it, and we'll, this will be an ongoing topic, I'm sure. So we'll, if we, we're not going to get them all in now. We'll get them in later, but we'll get the ball started now. And I tell you, once and for all, wrap your head around it. It's the best show, and you got to love it because it's the best show. What else is it there for? It's there for you to love it. And I know you love it, and you can't help it because it's the best show. And we do it each and every week, and you love it. You know we're the best at it. Everybody else is a pretender to the throne of what the best show is. Everybody. So sit back, relax, and get ready for another episode of The Best Show with Tom Sharp. Where's Dougie Yule? Uh, dead, I hope. Oh! Whoa! I went to high school with Dougie Yule. You can't say that. Well, I can say it, but I didn't mean it. continue by telling you about Medical Direct Club's virtually pain-free catheter, the self-lubricating, the polished eyelet, and the pocket catheters. And if our catheters aren't virtually pain-free, then we'll pick them up for free. It doesn't smell, it doesn't burn, it isn't greasy, and most important, it works. Hey guys, you wanted me to do a review of my drive jacket, so uh, I'm doing it right now. Basically, I'm just going to outline some um, cool things about the jacket, and I'll just talk about how it feels and whatnot, and how it's very comfortable. Anyway, um, it's got a nice little tag here with the logo from Drive, Steady Clothing. I got an XL, and uh, it's and it's not really tight, but it's, I don't know, it's not uncomfortable, but it's a tight fit. So, I mean, if you're a large in a shirt size, order a large. I mean, don't go for a medium. Go for what you wear in t-shirt size, definitely. Or even a size bigger, 
depending on your body frame and whatnot, body weight. But uh, it's very comfortable, very comfortable fabric. Quite shiny, very nice. It's got a, a zipper, you can zip up all the way, and then it's got a little button here that uh, snaps. It looks pretty badass when it's like fully zipped. You don't get it, but you're laughing. What is essential for a drive That's what it's all about. The Scorpion on the back. Of course, this is the stealth version. That's the uh, one from the original picture. It's, it's white with a um, golden scorpion. This is, of course, black the gray scorpion. I ordered this one because it matched with more of my clothing. Of course, see, I got sweatpants right now that are black and... I just got a lot of black clothing over there and there. Anyway, this is a fantastic jacket. Yeah, best show, let's do it. Here we go. It's best show time. We all have fun with it. And it is time to do it. The phone number, I'm going to give it out even though there's no reason to. 201-332-3484. It's just a force of habit. There's no way you could possibly call if I said that. Pat, can you tweet it out? Thank you. And say people can call for this weird late night version of the best show. I would appreciate it. So everybody, this is the best show. We're going to talk all about the 50 angriest people of all time. And we're going to talk about other stuff. And we're going to have our friend... Brett Davis is going to be here with us, and we got Pat Byrne is here. It's a fun, fun night. We're going to do a short version of the best show that will, I believe it will air on a Tuesday, accompanied by a short live version of the best show. So we'll make it all happen. That's how you do it. Make it so, as a great man once said. So let's make it so, and let's start the best show. And I'm just going to go right into it and get things started with the show, man. Let's do it. All right. Let's go to the phones. Best show. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hi, welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Hold on. Hello, best show. Hi. Hey, John. Hey, who's this? Hey, my name's Mike. I'm from Toronto. Langford in Toronto. How are you, Langford? My name's Mike. Not Mike. Langford. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, I had a couple for the topic. Uh, let's get it started. Hold on one second. I gotta uh, tell. Someone to call in. Um, yeah, okay. So what do we got? We're doing the 50 angriest people of all time. I'll keep track of this, Pat. Uh, my uh, my reception is not so good right now. I was I was going to say Sean Penn, if he's been said yet. He's angry. Sean Penn. Let's put Sean Penn at uh, 41. Who okay, else? Is, who, else right. who else you got? I had uh, Rick Barry. Rick Barry, basketball player. Rick Barry. 
the one who who refused to uh, slap another teammate's hand after missing a foul shot. Yeah, he's like, saying, "Why should I? Why should I ever slap their hand for failing?" He's a weird. He's a weirdo. I'm going to say he's one of the weirdest people. He's not. I'm going to say he's not one of the angriest people. Although he was very right. irked that all he right, didn't get credit, right. he played for the Golden State Warriors. Was irked that he did not get the the respect that the other uh, that the, that so many other players got. But uh, by the way, I just want to say for people calling him from Toronto, I don't know who you're talking to, Tom. But when most people I talk to who are basketball fans, we were dancing in the streets when Demar got traded. Well, you, you, I was talking to some different people. I don't know. I liked him I, so much. They'd be like, I don't I, know. I, I, I liked I, him so much. Yeah, that drove me. That drove me crazy. That drove me crazy. Yeah, so you just said, I don't know who show. I was talking I to. You said, I don't. You don't know who I was talking to. You said it drove you crazy. Did you? You heard that from people? I no, I heard it on the show. I heard it on the show. You saying that all oh. the people from Toronto said everyone loved Demar. It's like trading trading the worst defender on the team for one of the best defenders in basketball, two way players, and so we could start the rebuild two years early. I told everybody. I told happened. them all. You got the better side of that trade by I, far. I, no, no doubt. I just I just want to say. I just want to say that I was telling people in Toronto. Yeah, I was telling people early on the second it happened. I was saying you got the better side of that. Even if he resigns, maybe he'll resign. That's Toronto's the kind of city I can see him like. And that's it. And, that's a, and, and if they didn't do the deal, Demar would still be signed till 2022. Yeah, and he'd still they would have gotten bound to the Sixers, would have beaten them in five. Hundred percent, absolutely. And we would be stuck with this. In no offense, like Demar, he, great, I, he, he's a fine guy, but a guy who plays ISO and 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 has low percentage two two long range two pointers. Yeah, shoots nineteen footers. Nineteen footers. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, there. Uh, I just want you to know there are basketball fans in Toronto, and which brings me to my third angriest man, Vernon Maxwell. How about him? Uh he was he, uh, he was all right. I didn't like him because he, he beat uh, my my hero John Starks, but uh, I, but uh, I, I'm not I'm not putting him on the list. I'm not putting him on the list. Mad Max. Fair, fair. John uh, Starks is one of my. John Starks is also one of the angriest men in basketball too. Well, that's which not makes true. him such that's a great not, player. That's not true at all. He was a lot. He was a, it was filled with love. He was still angry. He was competitive. I mean, you could say Russell Westbrook is one of the angriest people ever. I should put him on. Russell Westbrook's I love one of Russell the, Westbrook. What? I love Russell. But Westbrook, he's angry. However. You know he's angry. Yeah. He, he he gets mad at everybody. Uh, hey Tom, I want to say your show last night. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Why? 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 What made you say that? Thank you for that. What made you say that? It. It. It just. Just. I. It's like being in the hands of a master. I, a master knew where where he was taking you. I was just cracking up. Everything. Yeah. It, there were so many funny points. It was just. It was. You, you took this. The. The. There was just the anger. The. The. Everything. Everything was so. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank uh, you. Was, I appreciate it. So it was so funny. Thank you, I right. appreciate. It. You have that, a great. I'm going to wish you good night. Oh, uh, great. Thank you you have a great night. Just admit the pizza's terrible yeah. up there. Just admit it's terrible. Say it. Never. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. He knows it. He knows it's true. I'm being told to go to line four. I'm being told line four has a celebrity on it. Um, <laughs> oh no, I don't like this. <laughs> this is AP Mike. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? You just hear a little music in the background? Yeah, what is that? You at that little, dude's uh, house? A little yeah. uh, Beethoven for you. 
You're playing Beethoven. Yeah. I just watched uh, five easy pieces. Okay. For about the 40th time. Yeah. And uh, I never noticed before. Do you remember what Bobby Dupee's middle name was? No. It's Eroica, which is the uh, name of uh, Beethoven's Third Symphony. So you were watching Five Easy Pieces, which for people who don't know, it's this Jack Jack uh, Nicholson movie. What is it? It was one of the is it one of the uh, Rafelson movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first movie. He's an anti-hero, classic Mike, anti-hero. Mike, it's not his first movie. No, I know. Oh, it's not? Oh, yeah, he did Head, right? Head is his first movie. Oh, okay. The Beatles, yeah, right. the, the you, monkeys you, have Head. You got me. You got me there. And it's the movie. It's got this famous scene where he goes into a diner and he's like, he's like, I want to get a chicken salad sandwich. Is that what he said, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, then, he, he, he wanted, first he, start, he starts off, he wanted tomatoes instead of potatoes with his omelet. Yeah. I want he get tomatoes. The tomatoes. Then I he wanted toast. He couldn't get a he couldn't get a substitute of toast. Yeah, no diner in the on the planet has ever not been able to roll with what he wanted. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you imagine going in a diner? You go into a diner, you could literally say it's like, "Hey, can I get a a hot fudge sundae with an egg on it?" And they'd just be like, "Yeah, if you're yeah, paying sure. for it, well, you pay for it, you get whatever you. We don't care. We'll charge yeah. you for it." Diners that scene always seemed a little false, like. It's yeah. not like he's in a fancy restaurant like, sir, you cannot order off-menu here. I just yeah, no. want a goddamn chicken salad sandwich. Yeah. It has its moments, though. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy it. That movie? Yeah. Well, you like all the good stuff. Beethoven, <laughs> Five Easy Pieces. Uh, uh, I actually got, uh, you know, I was kind of a weird kid. But do you remember the time we had a little more Beethoven for it? Let me just say one thing. You realize you're a terrible caller, right? You have music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If any caller called you and they heard Beethoven blasting in the background, you would screen them out. You'd tell well, them. That's true. That's true. You would have bounced them. But you think. I didn't play it. I didn't play it when Pat answered. Uh, no, do it. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> That's what Mike's telling everybody. Do as I say, not as I do. I thought I had a little latitude. But, uh... No! <laughs> I don't know if you remember the times when you could you could go into a supermarket or the 7-Eleven, and they had records. You know, they'd, ha they'd have records there. Records? Yeah, yeah. I even I even got that... Uh, I don't even know how, how it came to be. There was a, a sort of Beatle one-off greatest hits type thing it was uh, had that shiny silver cover and it had like even like uh it looked like the cover for, uh, a little bit from uh, american graffiti it, it looked like sort of a a 50s type album was it the one that was like rock and roll music yeah yeah it's just yeah and uh i got that in the 7-eleven and and then they had um i think at my uh, local food town they had a whole stack of uh, classical albums. You can get, you know, get a classical record for three bucks, you know? And I was curious about things, and, uh, you know, I picked up some uh, classical records. And I really, you know, actually, you know what, <laughs> you know what it prompted that? I think I saw that the music from Soylent Green was, uh, I think they used uh, the Beethoven Eroica Symphony. Now, you know one of the things that I know about Soylent Green, Mike? Yeah. 
I remember in Five Easy Pieces, he goes in, he's like, I want to get some Soylent Green. And she's like, excuse me, sir, we don't uh, serve Soylent Green. And he's just like, Soylent Green is made out of goddamn people. And you can bring it to me between your knees. Anyway. Yeah. Mike? But those were different times, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know. I went to a Wawa for the first time tonight. You did? Yeah. How'd you? And, uh, I gotta say, it's a, it's a, I think it's inferior to quick. Uh, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're just, that just shows, you're, you're clearly have some, some, you clearly went in with a bias, Mike. Because I, I was nobody was more pro quick check than me. Yeah. Then you go to Wawa; it's cleaner. All right, I'll, I'll give them that. But the uh, oh, well, that's just the act like that's nothing. But the aisles are all sort of confused because you, you don't know, know them yet. They're at different angles, Mike. I could walk through a Wawa blindfolded and pull yeah, everything really? I want. Okay. Forty-five seconds. I didn't what, get a sandwich. I kept it simple. You didn't get a sandwich. No, no. Well, that's you also missed that. That's the true. That's the true defining characteristic of a Wawa is a sandwich. Uh, do they take it verbally, or do I have to do the screen thing? You do a screen thing, and Wawa had it first. Yeah. You don't like don't the like screen. The, I don't like the screen thing. No, it's impersonal. I like to. You really want to get personal with somebody at a quick check? <laughs> You're really, really that desperate for a friend. Yeah, yeah, I do. You got to talk to somebody at the quick check. You know that old old lady who does the sandwiches at quick check in Bayonne late at night. You, ever, you remember her? No. You must have went, no, you never went in there. I I'm, vaguely, I I really don't remember yeah. her though. I feel bad for her sometimes. You know, in the middle of the night, she's making these sandwiches. Uh huh. Where most of the people are drunk, and they're bombed. Yeah. So why would you um? Why would you uh, want her to to have to have somebody go? I want to get a roast, roast, roast beef. Uh, I want to get roast beef on. Uh, do you have? Do you have bagels? You have, He's probably gonna help him with the with the screen half the time. Do you have? A, do you have a poppy seed bagel? Uh, I want to get a roast beef on a poppy seed, a poppy seed bagel. And so rather than them just punching it in on the screen, yeah, where it ain't I no did. problem. I don't know who went with it first, but I guess uh, mac and cheese is big at both of these places. Yeah, I don't get that. That's a I, I, I got it at Quick Check one time. You got some mac and cheese at the Quick yeah, Check? Yeah, I have to say, it wasn't that bad. You know what we're going to have to do, Mike? Yeah. Wawa versus Quick Check. Yeah. One yeah. night, I'll send you guys out on uh, the road. Where's the closest one uh, from where we do the uh, show? The closest Wawa? Yeah. It's probably on uh, Route 1 somewhere. I think maybe oh. Elizabeth, there's a Wawa. <laughs> really? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> send, you to, send you there, and then you, you could swing into Nardone's. Uh. The, uh, <laughs> the adult, the adult, uh, 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 the, 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 the strip club that you can see oh, with, I, the, I've heard about with that a huge place. mural on the I've side of it. I've been there. Uh, yeah, and me neither. You drive down Route 1, and you just see <laughs> this... This enormous mural of a of a of a, a, a pretty lady on the side. Oh yeah, Nardones. You go there. Why don't you go there? Then you go to the Sonic. You go to Nardones. Then you go to Sonic. Then you go to Quick Check. Uh-huh. Right there. Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. I, I mean to Wawa. Uh-huh. All right. Speaking of uh, yeah? adult okay. adult entertainment. 
Yes. You know, I was driving home last night, and I, I didn't go back to Bayona. I went to my father's. And so I pass uh, a few of these uh, establishments. Oh, great. And on a Tuesday night, yeah. what do you think? The parking lot at, at 1 o'clock, actually it was later than that. It was like 1.30. I passed two of these places. Yeah. 1.30, Tuesday night. The places are packed. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. I mean, what's going on? You know, that guys are out at strip clubs on Tuesday nights, two o'clock in the morning. Well, it's a, they li- Mike, they listen to the best show. <laughs> and they're still kind of, they're still kind of, they're still kind of ramped up. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. It's bizarre to me. Now that's a, that's a, on a Tuesday night for it to be packed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know this one. On it's actually on thirty-five, right, right as you get off the uh, the bridge. Uh, and actually, it's one of these places. They're they're really weird. Those juice bars where they don't even have alcohol, and it's all nude. It's uh, uh-huh. and that's a weird scene. I mean, I you know. I was in one of those, you know, we're going back 30-some-odd years ago, and it's a weird scene in there. Guys sitting there sipping on soda and ladies, you know. All right, all right. Trying to <laughs> all right. coax, coax weird, money out of their wallet. It's a weird scene. I mean, that. you know, it, it's, yeah. It's, okay, no, that's fine. Shocking. It was shocking to me. Then I mean, I'll you send know. you there. We'll go. You go to Wawa, you go to Quick Check, then you go to the wherever you were at there. I had and, another idea. You get an show. orange juice. You know, we're we're relatively close to a, a cemetery. What if what if me and the other guys like climbed over the fence, and we did a remote from the uh, cemetery for Halloween, like, maybe? Yeah, Halloween. I'll yeah. bring my little. I've got this little uh, portable uh, flashlight. Yeah, we you can know, read the. You know what I'll do? You know, first yeah. thing I'm gonna do: call the cops on you. <laughs> Get the three arrested, thrown in jail. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ways to promote the show, Tom. Uh, this is what I'll say. Mike, I'll say this. Mike, uh-huh. he's flying high. He got Yakov Smirnoff to call in, uh, a, yeah. a, a week or so ago. Yeah. And now he's, now he's, uh, he's flying high. He's, he's setting yeah. his sights. He's, he's a real, uh, real Freddy de Cordova. <laughs> uh, no, I spent, uh, I just saw, uh, Sweet Smell of Success. What's, uh, Tony Curtis's name in that movie? J.J. Hunsicker. <laughs> no, that's, that's Burt Lancaster. The other guy. Sydney, JJ. Sydney. <laughs> JJ. Yeah. What but did anyway, he say? You're a, he's like, you're a, what, a cookie wrapped in arsenic, a cookie dipped in arsenic. Isn't that, that's a movie, right? He's got a few good lines in that movie. JJ. <laughs> you gotta put the article, you gotta kill the article, JJ. <laughs> I'm begging you. You gotta kill the article. But that's another one of those weirdly incestuous, like Scarface with the, with the sister. He's got a yeah. weird, Little weird, well, yeah. The weird obsession with the sister that doesn't quite make sense. Is that what the past was like? Was it that weird in the past? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, 
I think they maybe that was a time Freud was probably very popular. People a little too close to their their sisters back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I think they they were going for some Freudian overtones. Sure. But back on the uh, PR tip. Yeah, Mike. I think you, you keep seeing these stories on the news lately about people who go out into the woods and get lost for a couple of days. On purpose? Well, no, they don't do it on purpose, or say, or if so, they say. But they've been happening with such frequency that I'm becoming doubtful about some of these people, that it's like it's a way to sort of get their little uh, ten minutes of fame, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what if, you know, we, 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 we pull a hoax, you know? And I mean, it's, it's just between us. It'll be a hoax. But, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have people claim that, you know, we were missing. We went for a hike. Uh, maybe we can go up to the Delaware Water Gap mm-hmm. and uh, get lost for a couple days. All you have to do is put up on a few distressed family members saying, you know, you were concerned. And then uh, all you have to do is get spotted by, some, you know, search team. Yeah. And then we're, we're on the national news. You know, you, you know, it's it. one part of this thing, that Mike, that I might, that might not track uh-huh. is that you just told everybody about it. <laughs> well, I think we could get our audience to, you know, keep it to themselves. Yeah, sure. They, w- they wouldn't mind seeing the waste of resources. <laughs> Helicopters <laughs> flying over the woods looking for you and Pat and Jason. <laughs> but think of it. We've been on the national news. I mean, the national news picks it up all the time because they look for stories that are completely meaningless. But what would they yeah. do? They find the threes like, here in the, uh, here in the, let's, let's go to idiot corner now. Uh, these are, this is the, these are the idiots of the week. These three guys from a radio show pretended to be lost in the woods, but the one guy talked about it on the show ahead of time, so nobody was looking for them. <laughs> it's I don't like, know. But then they actually got lost. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's how we'll play it. Then you'd be like, we're actually we- lost. We need help. We're actually lost. Yeah, could do it as a promotional thing, that, a promotional gag gone wrong. Yeah, well, really, uh, well, that, that's the kind of people we want listening to the show, too. People that would watch ABC News at 6 p.m. Yeah. to watch a thing about uh, people being lost in the woods. Hey, Brett, do you want to come in? And Pat, you can come in? It's very exciting. we got guests here, Mike. Yeah, now, uh... Do you know this? Well, you know Pat, of course, Pat. Yeah. He's a producer on the best show. I'm sure you've met him out there, yes, right? Yes, I have. You like Pat, right? Yeah, Pat's a good guy. Pat's a good guy. You like Pat. Sidney Falco, that's Tony Curtis's name. JJ. JJ. You gotta run. Please, I'm begging you. Just pull the article. You gotta pull the article. <laughs> he, he's good in that movie, though. That's the best thing Tony Curtis ever did was Sweet I, I Smell of Success. So. In, the, in the movie flop, right? I mean, it, it didn't make any money. It was either the best things he did were Sweet Smell of Success and then he hosted the TV show Hollywood Babylon, which was just like, you got a minute? Let me tell you a story. Well, I haven't seen that. Marilyn Monroe was one of the biggest stars in all of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he had these gloves on, like he, like he still had his Boston Strangler gloves on. <laughs> Like he just would be on on set wearing these black like driving gloves. Oh, uh, now I gotta look for that. You got a minute? Uh-huh. Let me tell you a story. He hosted every episode was like uh, was just like some sordid uh, stories and oh, things, yeah. and he was just the like doing the wraparounds for it. How many episodes were there? I don't know. It was a long time ago. Uh, 
it was uh, uh it was really funny because it had really bad reenactments and stuff like <laughs> okay. that. And yeah. then Tony Curtis's the the, the his rapper and his, at the end, every end of every episode. You got a minute? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I was friends with Forrest. It was like I was friends with Tucker, Forrest Tucker. <laughs> I was on the set of F Troop. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what everybody knows about Forrest Tucker? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna hang up on you. <laughs> Goodbye. Hung up on AP Mike. That's a first. But we got uh, Pat is here, of course. You know Pat uh, Byrne, uh, producer of the best show, one of the top producers of any show. And then we've got a, a special guest. The comedian is here too. Uh, Brent Daniels is here. Hold on one second. Let's bring a welcome to the show, Brent Davis. How are you? Uh, close. Close. You're close. Uh, I'm good. To, it's good to be here. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Now, Brett, you did a show called The Special without Brett Davis. Yeah. And that show ran for four and a half years? About four years, yeah. Okay. And you did how many episodes now? Ooh, I think 170. Yikes. 174 or five or something. Once a week, an hour-long television show mm-hmm. that had amazing... Production values for for a a, a small budget, a non-existent non-ex- budget, uh, a non-existent yes. deficit. Yeah. Yes. How much money did you? And but you ran for four years. You did 170 episodes, and you yeah yeah pulled the plug on it a month or a month and a half ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? Tell me what. Uh, what made you pull the plug on it? How did how did you get there? What was what was when did you know it was time? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I think it, it could have been done a year earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I had some personal things going on that I was not, uh, fully attending to, I think. Um, you know, and just, uh, a desire to make something that wasn't an hour long, uh, thing made with mm-hmm. no money in yes. a in a big studio with uh, public access cameras and stuff. Sure, and so. you had to rally seventy people to help oh, you. Yeah. How many people were on the crew total for the for it? We had a, a circulation of about forty people at EML every week uh, that didn't mm-hmm. formally uh, quit. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, that was the hard part was managing mm-hmm. personalities and yeah. Uh, scheduling people and uh, producing was way harder than doing the actual sure. comedy show. And who were some of the people that came through the door on that? You had, of course, jo- your buddy Joke Man. What's his name? Jackie the Joke Man? <laughs> what was his name? Um, Jackie the Joke Man? Mr. Jokes. Mr. Jokes. Yeah, we, we wanted one constant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got this guy, Mr. Jokes, Steve Whalen, mm-hmm. who was uh, would just tell one joke and then be off. And he was the announcer of the show. Mr. Jokes. Mm-hmm. And then you also had that other fella, uh, D- Darren. Darren. D- Darren. Yeah. Darren. He seems like a nice guy. He's a great guy. He hosts a show on WFMU now. Yes, he does. He's a, he's a talented, uh, young guy. He's, mm-hmm. a kind of a, uh, like a rising star, you'd say. Yeah. Oh, no, not rising. really. I'd, I'd say, I'd say <laughs> it's a, okay. He's got a, a, a star, but it's, uh, it's, 
you know, it's tomorrow's, it's on a show. tomorrow's yeah. stars today. Yeah. No? Well, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I, I, I can look at the comedy landscape now mm-hmm. and look at the first uh, year of the show mm-hmm. and say, you know, we called it with a lot of the uh, talent that we had passed through. And I could say that, you know, now, in this past, you know, year, you know, in three years time, people will be like, oh, yeah, they also called it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what would you say would be the high water mark if somebody wanted to go check out the special with Brent Douglas, what would be the thing you'd tell them to check out? I tell them to check out the special with Brett Davis. Brett Davis, okay, yeah, the special um, with Brett Davis without mm-hmm. Brett Davis, without Brett Davis, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, we had a we had a fun one with Gilbert Gottfried. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, gee, we had like the the now he was the parrot in uh, Aladdin. Yeah, <laughs> among played, other he played things. two birds. He yeah. played two birds, and he was like. It's a living. Right? Was that what he said in the movie? Uh, no, that's the Flintstones. Yeah. He was like, I'm a parrot. Right? Uh, Did you want it? Right. Is that what he's like? He had some catchphrase in Aladdin. It's been a while since I've... You sure it wasn't? It's a living. I think that's something like a brontosaurus would say before spitting out like shower water. Over. Yeah, or uh, or a bird that was enslaved to be a record player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the that bird's catchphrase, or is that just something any dinosaur would say? I think the bird was just like it's like Fred's like let's put a record on, and then bird be like ah, it's a living. It's not yeah. a bad living for yeah. You know, is the it bird really had li- to play the record? Yeah, because yeah. they push his beak down on the thing. Mm-hmm. But we like to b- believe that that bird had you know breaks and regular pay. You if just, it was yeah. a living, then you, you know. would just hope exactly. You'd hope there'd be some benefits for the bird. Yeah. Would be be just kind of uh, they wouldn't just play. They'd be only allowed to play like three and a half hours of records, and then he would get a half hour break. Especially if he could talk and has the uh, yeah. the mental capacity yeah. to realize the he's endowed with the gift of speech. Yes, <laughs> and he, yes, he he can also um, self awareness. Yeah, I well. mean, I don't know how that record was spinning, but the the mm-hmm. beak was playing the music. Yeah. So you know, I mean, yeah. The the line, it's a living, always gave me the impression that this bird was then making a living. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there was pay involved. There was yes. compensation and also just. And also, are we supposed to think that the world is in a weird way rolling backwards where animals stop talking at a point? They're like, they used to talk back then. Yeah, they don't talk now. Animals got dumber. Maybe. I'd I'd love to see like a like a making plans for Nigel like story about like the one bird that didn't want to be a record player. Mm-hmm. Just like, stood up like the like the like the the gladiator of that right. <laughs> yeah, the bird that refused to be a record player. It's not a living. What? <laughs> it's not a living. A Hanna Barbera. I said it's not a living. Get your beak back on that record player, bird. No. Yes, get your beak back on that. I said, get your beak back on that record player, bird. I'm not gonna. I said you. (laughs) And it just goes on like that for 45 minutes. Of him just arguing, like some guy arguing with a some guy in a 
caveman dress with a tie. Yeah. I always liked when they had that tie hanging down. Like he works at like the department store. Yeah. Like yeah. the, well, yes. <laughs> that guy. Ooh. Uh, so, so Brett, congratulations on finishing the run of the special without Brett Davis. And what, what, so the high water mark you're saying is Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think you could pick any episode and, it's, there's no, uh, storyline mm-hmm. that we follow really. You could just jump right into it. And what might be a low water market? Like one to avoid. Ooh. What's, what's one that where you left there and you were just like, oh man. The worst. I might not come back next week. Cause I feel, I know that feeling here. Some weeks mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, you know what I would feel when I leave here after doing a bad show? Just like, I want to go right back in and do another one. I could do better. Yeah. I feel like, let me just turn the car around, let's do another three hours. But you do that a lot with the next day or the next night, or, you know. Sometimes what? you record another show. Try to just power one out. Yeah. It'll ruin, out. it'll ruin your week. It would ruin my week if I had a bad yeah. show. Yeah. I think I know the answer to your worst show. What do you think it is? I don't remember the specifics, but I know that you did a show once where you had almost zero turnaround from something else. Oh, and you yes. didn't sleep. And Tom had a similar thing when he was driving back from Gonerfest in the FMU days. Yeah. And he, Tom thinks this was his worst show, but a lot of FOTs remember it being like one of their favorite episodes. Because I, I was completely exhausted and drove right to the studio you pretty drove much. Stra- you mm-hmm. drove straight to FMU. Mm-hmm. And then Brett had a similar thing, right? It was like, yeah, we, we, we were doing a, I think Gethard came on that one, Gethard and, came and on. you were apologizing for like half the episode. Or yeah, not half, no, but like he, no, he of... hates you, right? Gethard, Chris <laughs> Gethard hates you. You know, that's a question for Chris. Well, uh, no, I would say I would say we can get your side of it now because this is how I see it went. Uh-huh. He had his show. Yeah, just correct me if I'm wrong. Not during it, but at the end of it, Chris Gethard's show was on very popular show on Manhattan cable. Mm-hmm. Then. He got Leno'd <laughs> by Brett Davis. Well, he got Cone. Conan? He got Len- he got Leno'd. Here comes here comes. Well, Leno didn't. Leno didn't. No, oh, you're, oh no, you're you're right. You're right. Because Chris is Leno in this. Yeah, he he he. It's not like I edged him out. So here's how it goes. Uh, he was like, uh, he's like, did anybody hear about this uh, human fish? It's, uh, it's a guy that's half fish and half human. Right? He's yeah. like, everybody, welcome to the Chris Gethard Show. I'm Chris Gethard. Uh, we got over there band uh, director, is, uh, Murph. We got Murph over there. He's a the band director. And uh, we got over here, is, uh, we got Shannon is here. And uh, <laughs> we got the human fish. Anybody hear about this guy? The human fish. <laughs> and then suddenly here comes Brett Davis. <laughs> and they... Say to him, you're taking over, bro. You're yeah, taking over. They being Chris. <laughs> and, but then, but there's a little bit of a, a, a scheme, scheming to this, to this, to this, this hungry young wolf, right? No. Two Jersey boys. I, th- I, think I also love it. It's two Jersey boys. It is. I mean, yeah, we do, we do, we do have that it's in common. Squaring off. We have a lot of, uh, so then he, ta- Brett Davis takes over the show and he does four years, but then, Look out. Here comes, here comes Chris Gethard. Yeah. He's back. 
He bounces, he bounces Brett right off the air, slides right back in with a new show. I, I got with his name in it. With his name, I in got it. Leno. I got. Is that got Leno or Conan? You got O'Brien. Yeah. And now I'm just sitting here licking my wounds. I mean, you think, basically, I'm a gunslinger. I was like when these guys are like they talk about how they're like guns, like these comedians with all their metaphors. It's like if you watch comedians and cars, which is the most nauseating show I've ever seen in my life. This Jerry Seinfeld show, comedians and yeah. cars getting coffee. And first of all, he's like, I invented this thing. It's uh, everybody's ripping my thing off. Oh, you mean because Jerry, because Jerry Seinfeld was such a curious soul and we all knew him for his, his interest in interviewing people. He's saying that the, the format of comedians and cars yeah. getting coffee is in like a recent episode that, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> He said he's saying he straight up got ripped off at the. Okay. He's like, I got to find this thing where he's talking. Trailer, yeah. The trailer where he's just like, listen to all these shows, comedians and cars. I came up with all of these. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch the Sebastian Maniscalco episode again. Why wouldn't you do that? Who's that impression? The Sebastian Maniscalco. He's always like. I thought it was like it's like it was a doorbell. <laughs> we used to we used to knock. <laughs> That's oh yeah. So he does like the past. Yeah. It's like wait, you're not old. Like how you're not that old guy. It was like these like people who act like they're from the fifties somehow. Yeah. Where it's just like you're not from the fifties. Like you you. Could not be that old the way you're acting. <laughs> you're acting so much older than you are. Um, my, my 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 car has a live feed in it. I, you know, I used to have a mirror. Did the same thing. Here we go. Let's listen to this. Let's see if this works. Here at Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, we have noticed that we have, shall we say, influenced a number of other shows. I like anything with wheels. Such as Carpool Karaoke, Alec Baldwin's Love Ride, Comedians Watching Football with Friends, Funny Uber Rides, Clergy in Cars Getting Coffee, Hiking with Kevin, Politicians in Cars Getting Coffee, Comedians on Bikes Getting Soup, Coffee Break, Coffee Run, Cougars in Cars Getting Cosmos. These are all real shows. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Thief. Like, like, uh, you should be given a residual of Mark (laughs) Maron every week. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I wonder why I could talk to comedian like... He sees he sees uh, Marin blowing his thing up. Suddenly he's like, maybe I'll talk to people in cars. My my friend Kevin Bannon, maybe our friend, brag, uh, humble brag. Yeah, uh, he's a good guy. He he's he posed he's a, a good question. Guy. Good guy. Good guy. Uh, what would be your car and cafe choice for comedians? You get the call from Jerry, mm-hmm. and he's like, where do you want to go? What do you want? What car do you want me to pick you up in? Well, I mean, what if I take you to uh, Panera Bread in a uh, in a tank? <laughs> <laughs> Who call these people? That was another great Gilbert Godfrey thing when he would do his Seinfeld impression. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> um, it's also the first time you heard him like not use that voice. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't expect you'd be in a tank. <laughs> I pulled him in a tank. Yeah, great. It's a it's a tank with uh, it's really exciting. Get to see uh, 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 Rich Voss in a tank <laughs> dri- driving up the uh, turnpike. They're gonna go to they're gonna go to the Arby's. 
Uh, the, 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 uh, on Route 10. Yeah. The, the Vince Route Lombardi. The Vince Lombardi rest stop. <laughs> well, I thought we, uh, oh, that's Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno has a car show too, where he's like, and that one, sub, sub, it was it was absent from that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. he didn't diss his buddy Jay. Like but they it, had a conversation internally about yeah. that. He's like, I yeah. don't want to throw that one on there. But this dude only rolled in and decided <laughs> to do this thing when he was um, when he was uh, when there's money to be made. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not doing this for any love of interviewing. How much money does this guy need? And you watch the show; he's so out of touch. There's one episode he's talking to Eddie Murphy. It's like a. It's like a, a rich person's convention, and they're like, "It's a rich off." Yeah, it's a rich off. It is like a rich off, and he's and 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 and, and Jerry Seinfeld goes, uh, he goes, uh, you know, the comedy is just when when there's no money, it's better. The comedy's better when there's no money. It's like, mm-hmm. how dare you say <laughs> a guy with. Anybody who has – he has hundreds of millions of dollars. Emptying out his shoe. No, you guys are better. You guys are better off with no money for comedy because you get the money and then it's about – oh, about what? Oh, people getting paid? <laughs> like then other people have to get paid to do it. Let's take a call here. Let's take a call. Hey, Best Show, uh, you're on with me, Tom. Hey, and- Tom. This is Hillis in Brooklyn. How you doing? Who is this now? Uh, Hillis in Brooklyn. Hillis, how are you, Hillis? You're here with uh, Pat Byrne and Brett Davis. Hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, so you're doing the uh, the 50 angriest people, eh? Yeah. Let's. Who do you got for the list? You know, I'm a little at a loss because I haven't heard what. Don't uh, worry. You just say what you got to say. Say what you got to say. All right. Uh, number number one off the top of my uh, top of my head. Uh, how about Chevy Chase? He's pretty angry. Yep. He's embittered. He's very mm-hmm. embittered. They're going to put him in number eight, Chevy Chase. Uh, I've got I've got a couple more, if you don't mind. How about uh, Morton Downey Jr.? Yeah, he was angry, but he was he was not. I'm not going to put him on. There's something about him that was not. He was a performer. He was not actually. There was a point I was collecting Morton Downey Jr. stuff, and I have a Morton. Mm-hmm. I have a Morton Downey Jr. satin jacket. That is meant for a 13-year-old. I could not fit into it. Um, I bought on on uh, eBay, someone had a, a box of 25 VHS tapes of Morton Downey Jr. I bought it, digitized them. It was uh, That was my favorite show. Remember Morton Downey Jr.? I do. Yeah. You digitized yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, that, was, that kind of kicked off paid? the whole uh, oh, I, I trash, trash talk show uh, fever. You shut your mouth! He would always be like you with that cigarette yelling in their face. What is your problem? But behind the scenes, he was like Fred Rogers. He was, really. This Mr. Rogers movie also. I don't know who's this for. Who is this for? <laughs> well, this Tom Hanks does these things where he plays like, oh, he's Walt Disney. He's Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Well, what's the end game with that? Wait, he did play Walt Disney, right? Yeah. How long ago was that? Like four years ago. So the four-year difference he's Sully. playing. He played, yeah, he played Sully. I think we got it. You know, we got to get all of them in one world. <laughs> Hank, Hank's, Hank's, Hank's. What if it's the like, Hank's land? If it's like the Spider Verse, yeah. But we just <laughs> combine different Tom yeah. Hanks. The Hanks of Fear. The Hanks of Sphere. <laughs> I, I just don't cut. quite understand uh, who, who, you know, to answer the question. Who the movie's for? Considering 
There was a, a very successful documentary last year, yes. and uh, you know that's what I everybody mean. Everybody knows Mr. Rogers. Everybody's yeah. now seen the documentary. Like, do we do we need to see a reenactment? I still with, cried. Uh, I still cried when I watched the trailer for, still, which still, for the new one. Oh, no, not for Mr. Sully. <laughs> Sully Weeds is like, watch out for the birds. Yeah. And there's, no, and there's a trial for some reason. Sully was like 80 minutes long, first of all. It was like a weird, it was longer super short than movie. the event. The was. flight was, the yeah. flight was longer. The flight that went three miles from the airport was still longer than the movie Sully. That's like one Clint Eastwood directing, you know, he's just kind of like, yeah, we got it. Let's go. Yeah. We're good. One, Wait, one shot. One, one take. take. Yeah. What is this? Ed Wood? Now he's shooting like Ed Wood. We're good. Let's move on. The older he gets, he'll just start on. doing like half a take. Not yeah, even exactly. The, whole the scenes he's in. We got it. He'll be in the scene and he'll just go like, we're good. <laughs> like he'll be in that, like the mule, that movie, the mule. Did you see that movie? I did not. I, no. I saw the mule. I'm going to say this about the mule. No one's going to believe me when I say this. In the movie, the mule, Clint Eastwood participates in two <laughs> orgies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Two group sex scenes. Yeah. True. Like two yeah. It's Clint Eastwood high eighties here. We're talking high eighties. And look, good for him. If he's still if he's still uh having fun with ladies, more power to him. But I don't want to see two of scenes. He had to put a second one in? We needed that second scene of him. Well he's this guy's very, very sexy, of course, because, you know, he drives this pickup truck filled with cocaine all over the place. They must be age appropriate. No, of course them. they're, of course they're not. They're 60 years younger than him. 60 years. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, like, 60 years younger than him for the scene. Oh my god. I gotta bring the drugs. I'll drive my truck the way I want to drive my truck. And it's always like the guy's like, "Hey, SA, you drive the truck the way I tell you to drive the truck. I'll drive the truck the way I'm gonna drive the truck." Yeah, most <laughs> most of his movies in his late life, you know, like the ones that he stars in and is the lead in, it's every plot is you're too old to do something. No, I'm not. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. I'm a racist. And I'm yeah. a racist. <laughs> it's like his, his movies are about just like generally about like an old racist yeah. who people don't believe in. Yeah. I can't Gets teach you how to box. Wishes, wishes I'm too film. old. Yeah. I'll show you all. I'll prove you all. He could, he could play like tube bar at this point. If he did a tube bar red, movie, yeah. can you imagine? He's, he's red. Clint Eastwood is red in the tube bar movie. Tube bar. <laughs> Yeah, I call for alcoholic. And he has the he has the uh, Frankie Valley guy singing in that alleyway, <laughs> yeah, outside of the tube bar. Because that's where the tube bar was in Jersey City. Yeah, because the tube was the the path train. The path trains, yeah, the H and M. Those famous prank phone call thing, tube bar. Oh that yeah, inspired uh, uh, the Simpsons calls. Yeah, the ones the with Journal them. Square bar. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it moved across the street, and that bar is still open, but it renamed itself something. But when it was actually in this, like, stall alleyway, mm -hmm. it was a two-bar. Two-bar. Yeah. I want to talk to alcoholic. Alcoholic! Alcoholic! What do you want? That guy should be on the angriest list. Hey, red. You're right. Red, red should be on red, the list. Red is four. I'm putting red from two bar. <laughs> angriest of all time. You're right, Pat. 
That is perfect. Red is number four on the angriest perfect. people of all time. <laughs> Anybody else call her? Uh, did you, uh, did someone already get, uh, John McEnroe or Liam Gallagher? I would go with Liam Gallagher. Is Liam, who's more angry, Liam or Noel Gallagher? I think Liam. I, I think Liam. Yeah. I, I think Liam. He's got that quiet, seething rage. And he still argues with people. Like, he's still like, he'll. Yeah, he wants it every day in the streets. Just, Liam Gallagher, 47. He's a caricature himself. <laughs> how, how far back in this list are you going as far as history? And we could go to the beginning of time. Get you got the right people. Yeah, yeah, if you have one. All right. Well, then I, I got one last wild card slot here. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, there there's some really easy names, especially in, uh, in like politics today. You can name anybody in the GOP, but I, I'd like to put forth a motion for Benito Mussolini, uh, especially because uh, on top of being you know an angry, horrible fascist monster, he's also kind of second banana in history to Hitler. Like, I'm not gonna because look, Hitler. if we're gonna do, we could do the list would just be all uh, dictators. We could just do 50 dictators. It's more of a fun list. All right, that well, would be the real. The real list would be answer. like it was Hitler and Stalin, and then this the other dictators. It'd be contrarian to not put Hitler then. Oh, stop! <laughs> Thanks for the call, buddy. You bet. Who's on the list so far? Red. Yep. Chevy Chase, Russell Westbrook, Sean Penn, and Liam Gallagher. Best show. Are you on? I pressed the wrong button. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hey, Tom. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? You're here with me and Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. Oh, Brent Davis. Okay. Brett Davis. <laughs> His name is Brett. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, this is uh, Chris in Portland. Chris in Portland. Uh, what's yeah. up, Chris? Uh, not too much. Do you have any questions for Pat or uh, Brett Douglas? Davis. Davis? Uh, Davis Douglas? Brett Davis. No, I guess I don't. <laughs> well, do you have anything for the topic, the 50 angriest people of all time? I do, yes. Do you have any uh, authors on the list tonight? Well, let's hear who you got. Uh, Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer is a pretty good one. I'm gonna think. Yeah. I'm gonna think on that one. All right. Do you want some uh, some reasons? Um. Yeah. Let's hear some Norman Mailer reasons why he would be on the list. Well, he stabbed one of his wives. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. He headbutted Gore Vidal on the Dick Cavett show. That's right. Yeah. He disagreed disagreed with his review of his book. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty. <laughs> that's pretty angry. I'm putting him at 50. All right. And maybe we'll him move up. him up. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. No problem. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Good, good. You're here with, it's me, Tom, and you're here with Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. Hello. Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm excited to be on call. Now, who is this again? Uh, this is Claire from Chicago. Claire from Chicago. It's good to hear from you again, Claire. Uh, I've actually never called. Oh, that's Claire from Minneapolis. I'm so sorry. There's a Claire from Minneapolis who's been calling. You're Claire from Chicago. What's up, Claire? Not and, much. and welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. 
Um, so, obviously, I haven't been able to listen about, like, who people have been calling about for the angriest people ever. Mm-hmm. But I was going to suggest Klaus Kinski. Is oh. that already <laughs> been said? No, no, nobody said it. Klaus Kinski. Let's That's put, a great one. Let's put Klaus Kinski at 11. Great, great one. Oh, wow, 11. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so do you guys have a favorite Klaus Kinski bit? Maybe him freaking out during the making of uh, of uh, of uh, uh, Fitzcarraldo. If you watch <laughs> the the documentary about that burden of dreams, he's mm-hmm. loses his marbles. And what's the documentary that's just on him and his relationship with Hertz? My best fiend. My best fiend. There's a, there's a yes. part of my best fiend. It's like it's kind of a non sequitur in the in his story and like I don't know why it's so memorable for me, but like he keeps going on and on about this woman that kind of like helped raise him or was in the house that he grew up in or something and and it's like he goes back to visit and it's it's Werner Herzog remembering how it went down because he was with him at the time. He was like older mm-hmm. and had been been in a couple movies or something. And this woman's name was uh, Clara, Clara, and he kept insulting her and calling her a pig. And he, and it's like Werner Herzog explaining it, and he just got he he just kept going on. Clara, you pig! Clara, you pig! And I was just like, <laughs> I remember this so vividly, just from like him explaining it that way. But I don't know, it was just like so strange. That is so. That's so troubling. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a weird, angry. Confused, scary guy. Yeah. On the on the topic of calling people pigs, <laughs> I feel like we're remiss to not mention Alec Baldwin. Oh no, he he's got to make it <laughs> six. Alec Baldwin at six. He's called his daughter a root root. You rude little pig. You put that in your bio. <laughs> yeah, something. I, if you watch this special, I call like anyone that makes me mad gets called mm-hmm. a rude little pig. Have you ever met? Because you're you're a part of the New York comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you ever met Alex Baldwin? I have not. Anything? No. It was a contrary to, to public belief. He's not a comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. he was on Comedians It Goes. But he does an incredible Trump impression. you got so to admit, good. it's a real loss if he doesn't keep doing that on the show. Because, yeah. first of all, who could do an impression of Trump? Mm-mm. I mean, he's, he's single-handedly keeping Trump from power. Yeah. And exactly. And then you watch, like, Anthony Tamanuk do his... Weak impression of so Trump far, that yeah. sure it sounds like him, sure, right? Sure, he has the, he has the mannerisms like down. Anthony's impression has the mannerisms down and the voice down, but he doesn't have what Alec Baldwin's impression has, which is that it's Alec Baldwin doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the guy. It's, it's a celebrity. It's, it's the guy from Thirty Rock. And doing honestly, it. Anthony Atman, it goes a little too hard on him. On Trump, yeah. Alec well, Baldwin, you know, it's never too. I like the softy, yeah. So it's yeah. play, it's playful. It's you think playful, the, yeah. Like it's play, you're not, like he's teasing them. You know what? They're not going to have a weird encounter at the party. They both keep it fun. Yeah. Keep it yeah. fun. You keep know? it fun. Exactly. I think it's, I think comedy's better when it's fun, fun and is not funny. funny. Mm-hmm. I don't think funny is a priority anymore. I'd rather see whether somebody can throw a football through, uh, through a, a through, through a hula hoop. <laughs> like I, I think if it is fun, it's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, just okay. smiling. Yeah, because to me, 
sure, you could write a joke and tell the joke. Yeah. That's one thing. But if you can, like, if you can play beer pong against, uh, against Helen Mirren, that mm-hmm. to me shows that you're fun. You know, the great thing about Alec Baldwin is that he even went out of his way to diss a Tamanix trope. Oh, yeah. yeah he, Did he? he? Like, no one really asked him uh, to no, do that. that's courage. He really made yeah. sure that he, that in, a, in an attempt to condemn Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin acted like a complete bully with mm-hmm. the more powerful pulpit. And was an, it was worse at the job than better people, but still just... Still just smeared and shouted at the more talented person. Yeah. From a, from a bullying. Po- oh wait, who does that sound? It sounds like Donald Trump. And that means an accurate impression. Yes. And he also did that the year he took, uh, he took the role of Trump, which is also the year that Anthony and Tamanik auditioned for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's huge. <laughs> I get it. That's the one Claire? for the diehards. Claire? Yeah, Tom. What else is going on with you in Chicago tonight? Not much. Um, it's been a long week. I mean, it's only Wednesday, which is crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. I know, right? Um, oh, okay. I was kind of worried that somebody had already like mentioned Klaus Kinski tonight, so I like came prepared with a whole other like most angry person from who, my personal who, who, life. Who, who do you have? But who I'm not going to tell you that story. Okay. If you guys All right, you don't have to tell it. You have to tell it. <laughs> All right. Well, Claire, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. Night. I should just make it, make it clear that Chris Gethard and I don't hate each other. No, no, I know, I know. It's been lingering on the Sure. Mind. No, no, that's... Have you ever done an episode that you thought maybe pissed him off or angered him every time he was on the show. Okay. <laughs> Including the one you mentioned. Somebody threw a potato at him. Someone. Th- oh, wow. I didn't know that part. Somebody got- threw a potato at him. Why? We were doing a, a, a series of Amish games, and uh, one of them was potato tossing, and they threw it at him, and uh-huh. it was a whole it was a whole thing. And I had to just apologize over and over. Again. Who are some of the Who are some of the the ringers that you would have in the cast of the thing? You had what's his face there, uh, uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick Fanny. He's very funny, very yeah. funny guy. Uh, we, we, Sally Burtnick was yes, a regular. Very funny, very funny. It's just very troubling uh, Instagram presence. Yes. Uh, so Spike Einbinder. Spike Einbinder, right? <laughs> Tonight on the show, Spike Einbinder and the music of the music of uh, we have uh, Crystal Gale on the show. May your sister be forced into a bunk bed with Spike Einbinder. I'm sorry, I'm making fun of this guy, this very funny guy. I'm sorry, that's terrible. They, they, uh, yeah, um, no, uh, they're, they're wonderful, uh, and, yeah, I think if you, if you know anybody in Brooklyn comedy, they've probably been through the special at some point. They rolled through, uh, Mary, Mary Houlihan. Houlihan. Mary Houlihan, our friend Mary Houlihan. Claire O'Kane. Claire O'Kane. That's right, Connor all the, the, Connor O'Malley, the, uh, he should be on this angriest person list. Honestly, Let's he, put him he on should it. Be. Yep. Let's put him on it. And by the way, this Let's is probably three. This is probably <laughs> I'm, I'm putting him at three. Uh, uh, Connor has made 
probably at least three or four best show lists. <laughs> uh huh. Like wor- like craziest or strangest. Yeah. Like yeah. He's angry. He's at number three on this list. He made a list like two or three times ago. <laughs> when, whenever we last did a list. Best show. Hello. Hi, this is Cody in Texas. Hi, Cody. You're here with me and Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. Hello, Cody. How are you this evening. Good to talk to you. Great, what's, great name. What's going on, Cody? I'm not too much ahead of for the topic. What do you have? Uh, Adam Carolla. Adam what? Carolla. He's not that angry. No, though. he's no. more of just a, a crabby kind of. He's honest. I, I don't. I I, 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 I used to listen to uh, the early days of his podcast, and I don't know. I think there's a. I think there's like a crippling. Oh no! Kind I, of like. I Good. think he's a bad person, I think is probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't dispute that. No, he's not even um, a bit, I don't even know if he's a bad person. I think he's just a, he's like a, he's like a, a, a curmudgeon. You guys are being mean. He's a saint. <laughs> is Vince McMahon um, on the list? Is he really angry? But he's performatively That's true. angry. I'm going to say I, I, thing, I can, I can it? confirm that he is a legitimately furious person. Really? He sleeps, uh, four hours a night. That's, that's a he's lot. Seventy-two years old. How does he sleep that that much? Yeah. <laughs> For me, that's like, Honestly. oh, what a dream! The dream come true. Anybody else? Um, my only my backup, I guess, was Bill Lambeer, but I feel like he's even below Adam Carolla. I think he's below. I think Bill Lambeer is uh, lovable in a way. I have uh, Russell Westbrook as a basketball player on the list. He definitely. I think he fits the bill. Yeah. He definitely uh, dunks like he's. Uh, got some aggression. Yeah, he's he's mad at everybody when he plays. I like it. All right, thanks for All the right. call. Thank you for the call. You have a great night. You t- have you guys ever heard of the professional skateboarder Mike Valley? <laughs> yeah, Mike Valley. I have. He's like he, more than skateboarding. He's known for like these fist fights he would get into. That like people filming the skate videos he was in uh-huh. would zoom up, and then there were, there was a compilation. Like a VHS that came out in the early 2000s of just him fighting people, but yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's not that known. Best show. Hello, it's Lance oh. Bangs. Who's this now? Lance Bangs. Oh my goodness, it's Lance Bangs. The this is a celebrity. <laughs> this is the guy. First of all, this guy made so many things that I like. Like the Maury Sendak documentary. Ah, uh, right on. Which is great. The, Thank you. The Mark Marin stand-up that was at Le Poisson Rouge. Yeah. Thinky Pain. Was that Thinky Pain? That was Thinky Pain. That was great. What, and what other things are you up to, Lance Bangs? I'm, uh, preparing to do a Netflix special for Michelle Wolf. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and then just um, shot some stuff with the uh, two remaining surviving members of the Beastie Boys. That's right. And I talked to somebody who worked on that, a <laughs> young man named Fred from Honolulu. Oh, I didn't realize that he worked on that. Oh, that's a burn. Oh, that you tore. That's. No, I'm kidding. He's <laughs> he was there. Fred from Honolulu was there. You know who did work on something this week is Pat Byrne. Pat Byrne is sitting right across from me right now. That's All right. right on. Hey Lance. Yeah, excellent. Hi. So you have the Michelle Wolf. What would be what if if somebody wanted to see the best of Lance Bangs? What would it be? Would it be you throwing up on Jackass? Is that one of the 
that's so, up there. That's there's up there. A, there's a music video that I made that came out today for a Louisville, Kentucky band called White Reaper. Oh, that's a great band. They're great, great band. Great yeah. band. Yeah, great band. And what's, um, what's that song called? Real Long Time. Okay. I'll watch it later. Um, that's awesome. That's, they're really good. Yeah. But if someone was going to watch one thing, I think either that Maurice Sendak documentary that you mentioned. Yeah. Or else um, the Flint film called Breadcrumb Trail. Yeah. Start with, I would say, watch him throw up a little bit. Then watch the Maurice Sendak <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> then the White Reaper video. Yeah. Is that a good mix? That's a great lineup. Hits all the bases. What's the worst time you threw? I always ask you about throwing up on Jack because you you were a cameraman for Jackass and a producer. Were you a producer or what was your role? I was mainly a cameraman for the you know the bit of the TV show and the movies, and then produced and directed some like making of type specials or mm-hmm. the murder boss special, like things that that weren't like the main core movies or, or you know. Well, what was the time? What was the thing that you filmed on Jackass that was? the scariest thing you filmed where you're just like, somebody might really get hurt today. Yeah. I think the scariest thing we might've talked about this before, but when we were out on that golf course and it was freezing cold in like February and the golf cart flipped over, with, oh, that, uh, that's the scary down around us. So it really felt like this is, we were pushing our luck and it was like a bad energy. And why were we doing this? And it's just not worth someone getting hurt. And all those sort of like sick feelings in your stomach until he started, you know, getting up and moving around and we realized that he had survived it. Yeah, that first that first movie, that's one of the, that's got to be one of the three funniest movies I've ever seen. Oh, right on. I would say that movie, right that's unbeatable. Um, now, Lance, you're calling because they're we're doing the fifty angriest people of all time. Do you have anybody for the list? I do. I wanted to say uh, Peter Haskett from the Shut Up Little Man recordings. Oh yeah. Yeah, do you know that, Brett? I don't know. It's this. It's this thing that was in San Francisco, Lance. San Francisco in the Lower Hate uh, neighborhood. And there was somebody living in an apartment, and they would, they would hear their two neighbors screaming at each other through the, through the wall, and then they started surreptitiously recording them from the window. Is that how it worked? <laughs> I think that's how it happened. Yeah. And then, but the tape is this one guy. They would just yell at each other, and you're not sure if they were. It was these two guys. You're not sure if they were a couple or if they were roommates. You just can't ex- tell exactly. But the one guy would just yell at the other guy, shut up, little man. Shut up, little man. Like when they'd argue, he'd call, he would just say, shut up, yeah. little man, which is the most <laughs> demeaning thing you could say to somebody. Shut up, little man. Um, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't really diffuse an argument. No, exactly. It just meant that is pouring gasoline on it. I'm going to yeah. put... What was his name? It's Peter? Peter. Uh, Peter Haskett, I think. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. I'm putting him at number 19. Number 19 for Peter Haskett. That's a high, because he was a pioneer in, in anger. And he wasn't demonstrating it for anyone. He wasn't a public figure. He was just without his knowledge being recorded. That's exactly true, because yes, he was not being, there was no performative quality except for, Whoever he was, who was the other guy again? Was was Peter and uh, Ray, Raymond was the other guy. Raymond, that's right. It was Peter and Raymond, and he would just yell at Raymond all the time, and it was so mean. It's really, it's really something to hear. If you want to hear, uh, shut up, little man. You should hear these uh, these guys. And there was a documentary about that, wasn't there? 
I think there was, yeah. I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know. I can't remember it, but, uh. I, I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if it's, you know, how good it is, but, uh, the, certainly like the audio cassettes are floating around. Yeah, the, the cassettes are where it's at. Um, well, Lance, anything else? No, I just wanted to, uh, say hello and check in, and I'm glad that you guys are recording late night. Oh, man, it was great to hear from you. I always Thanks. love talking to you. I hope you're good. I hope I see you soon. All right. Take All right. care. Take care, buddy. Lance Bangs, very talented guy, very talented guy. Did you ever hear Shut Up, Little Man? Do you know what that is? You never heard it? I hadn't, no. I may have, but I it doesn't ring a bell. All right, let's, let's see if we uh, can find some here. Let's see. Best Show, hi. Hello? Hi, welcome to the Best Show. You're here with Tom, and I'm here with Brett Davis, and with uh, Pat Byrne. Thanks Pat- for calling Oh hi, uh, hi guys. How are you? Good. How are you? To whom? To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Evan in Hillsborough, Oregon. Evan in Hillsborough, Oregon. Yes, sir. What's going on in Hillsborough, Oregon tonight? Uh, I am outside in candlelight. It's it's lovely outside. It's a uh, nice night. Warm weather. Uh, not, not too warm though, actually. That's the lovely thing about it. Last year around this time, I think everything was, uh, smoky and on fire. So we're really grateful it's not that way tonight. So you'll take it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take it. Anything, it's better when things aren't on fire. <laughs> Always. Wouldn't you agree with that? Just when things are just generally not on fire? <laughs> yes. I think yeah. that things go down better when they're not burning. So, so I'm glad nothing's burning right now. Thank you. Yes, so are we. Do you have anything for the topic? The 50 angriest people of all time? I do. I have, um, if you'll allow it, um, I would like to nominate uh, Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying the actual, the actual, uh, Long Island. Basically every, um, it's sort of inspiring, like maybe people have, brought up the bagel boss guy tonight already but i just i uh feel like any resident of long island is going to register maybe not at the top of the scale Mm -hmm. but probably above someone that they would register in the top 50 that guy that first of all that bagel guy that that was just troubling to me on all fronts that guy yeah like i felt bad i felt bad for the guy but it's like why is he yelling at every? He's yelling at people that had nothing to do with, with his predicament or his anguish. I've seen that guy so much, like that, out and about. No, I mean not not him per se. Like it's just like growing up, like mm-hmm. oh that type you, of guy. You guys like growing up in this area, like yeah, mm-hmm. you've seen that person like yeah. so much. Yeah. Been yelled at that person. It, yeah. In, by that person, yeah. Usually, like running a landscaping, they would wear like some kind of landscaping shirt, yeah, or yeah. like a but a always hoodie. In, always in public, yeah, always something going on, yeah, and like it's either family related or like they're with someone or they're yelling at the person behind the counter, and uh, and you're just there, you're you're mm-hmm. in line behind them or whatever. It's just like I hate yeah. it. It made, it oh. brought back so many things of yeah. just like I know this situation and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much. The um, it's always great when you go to the post office and like they're they're working hard at the post office, and 
they have to abide by all these rules at the post office and they're try they're they're understaffed. Yeah. And then these people there's always one person in line at the post office where it's just like oh, can you believe this? Yeah. We're online, what is this? This line's this line's forever. What is mm-hmm. this? What's going on here with this? Don't they and they just look around for somebody to go, Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. But nobody ever yeah. does. Right. Nobody ever commiserates with them. There's like it's ridiculous. It's like, yeah, they're... I've been alive for five minutes. <laughs> the, the federal government cut all the funding for yes. this. <laughs> and these people are working hard back there trying yeah. to make this happen so that your package can get mailed. And then they go up to the thing and they kind of are not prepared. They're just like, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, I want to mail this. Um, like what, like do you have tape? There was like, do you have tape? We have tape. Yeah. There's one with the tape. Pen tape. Sir, we don't have any tape. You have to buy the tape. I gotta buy the tape. Yes, you have to buy the tape. They show up with like an yes. item that, yeah. that they then want to put in yeah, an envelope exactly. and then like, write out. Yeah, I want to mail this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to mail? Well, you need to get uh, the way boxes over there, and then there's packing. Oh, peanuts. you got to be kidding me! Well, so what do you mean boxes over there? It's like, like how much is this going to cost? Well, if you send it priority mail, it'll be sixteen ninety five. Sixteen ninety five. I mean, what is this? Yeah, can you believe that your package will go across America in two days and that it would cost a whole $16 for it to do that? Well, it's not It's not like it used to be. Yeah, not like it used to be, yes, when they were doing everything without computers at the post office. They had to take out a book to flip through for zip codes to help you. Anyone else? Caller? Uh no, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. You guys have a great night. You have a great night. Thanks. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, you're here with me and Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. Hello. Hi, Brett. Hi, Hi. Pat. Were you a fan of the special without Brent Davis? No, oh, I can answer that. I, uh, I never, I never got to see it. Yep, yeah, there never, we go. <laughs> he never the... got. He's, he didn't get around to it yet, Brett. Hey. So same with everyone. Yeah. Look, I haven't, this shows I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Right? There's shows I haven't gotten to yet. Like, uh, what's the biggest show you have not seen? Like the one that you can't believe, people can't believe. I never watch an episode of Friends. What? Never. Remember when Darth Vader went, what? Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's, <laughs> Darth, that's Darth Vader in the first one. What? What? <laughs> I got Peter Serafinovich to do that. My five-minute conversation with him, and I convinced him to do the what? Because he did it on his show. Yes. Yeah. He, um, I told you what happened with him, right, when I went to the Comic-Con in Philly, and I went with him to a Comic-Con in Philly with Peter Serafinovich. I, I vaguely remember the story, but. And we went, and, because he, he did the uh, voice of Darth Maul in Phantom uh, Menace, and... There was a guy dressed as Darth Maul at it who had the contacts in and had this crazy, like, lightsaber, the dual lightsaber yeah. uh, staff. <clears throat> and Peter saw him and he said to me, he's like, would you do me a favor and bring that? Like, can you go over and point at him and tell him to look over here? And, like, I was just like, hey, uh, yeah, a friend of mine wants to say hi to you. And this guy's, like, in dress like Darth Maul, like spike, like horns yeah. up the head. And then he turns, and the guy like turns, and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And it was like coming out of like a guy dressed like Darth Maul. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "Greg, 
Get over here. You gotta, you gotta take a picture with me. It's a, uh, this is gonna do the voice of Darth Maul. <laughs> like, total, like, Philly dude. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, it's, uh, it's so nice to, it's, uh, it's exciting to meet you. This is that, like, a Comic Con? Yeah, but coming out of the guy dressed head to toe like Darth Maul, that voice. Yeah. Was. Now, caller. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything for the topic tonight? Yeah, I, I had a couple. What do you got? Let's hear it. Morrissey. He's, is he, like, he's, he's. I don't think he deserves to be on a list. He's angry in a way that's not fun. Yeah. I don't want that on this list. He's just angry in a gross way. Yeah. I just thought he was like, there's a consistent level of just, just. Me? Just in general. I wasn't thinking of like the latent racism. Sure, I just okay. thought like how he, I'm just like, this, he doesn't like any uh, artist. Like sort of like, like he was sort of like angry like Liam Gallagher was before Liam Gallagher, like at other artists. I'm going to say Liam Gallagher is on the list. So we're going to have, he'll be the representative for that scene. <laughs> Okay. Big mouth, la da 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 da. Big mouth, la da da da. Big mouth strikes again, and I got no time to make my place in the human race. What is what has Gethard said about Morrissey? He was a big fan. Oh, he, he got his tattoo. Know. He just has a line through his tattoo now. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he he wrote a thing about it Did about he? how he was. I didn't see. Yeah. He wrote a thing about just just reckoning the idea of of admiring an artist and then them not being good humans. And so Nick Cave also wrote a thing about it recently, which was good, which I enjoyed. Um, so anybody else? I was going to say James Woods. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. He, he might make it. That's he's, funny. Let's put him at 49. James Woods, put James Woods at 49. <laughs> That's a good one. Anybody else? Any other, any other things you want to try? Well, those are the two I had. Um, well, that's good. That's enough. You got one on the list. You, you did what you did it. Yeah. All right, buddy. You have a great night. You too. Wasn't James Woods on an episode of The Simpsons? He was on Family Guy all the time. Yeah, no, he was on a he was on a Simpsons like, and know, that's in, in the first like few years okay. of it or something. Hmm. He's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, little man. Nobody asked you to say anything. Shut up, little man. Shut up, little man. I got to, I got a decent dinner ready. It's really Oof, troubling. That's it makes you feel bad already. Yeah. yeah. Best show, hi. Hi. Hi, you're here with me and Brett Davis and Pat Byrne. How are you guys doing tonight? To whom am I speaking first? And then they'll they'll say hi back to you. Um, this is uh, Nicholas in uh, Portland, Oregon. Nicholas in Portland, Oregon. What's going on in Portland tonight? Oh, not much. Just kind of uh, just finished eating some uh, eggs and some bacon and... Smoking on some devil's lettuce. Yeah, some devil's lettuce, right? Yes. Yeah, man. Right? <laughs> bump, 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 right? White rabbit. <laughs> right? It's a, it's a, it's a real uh, jazz club, uh, yeah. in my apartment yeah. tonight. Uh, yeah. jazz cigarettes. 
Yes. What other That's What right. other song would you hear here? Come on, people now. Smile on your brother, everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Right? Those are the weed songs from yes. the movies. Yes. That, that, and uh, maybe some uh, Grateful Dead in there. Maybe some, what is it, like Shakedown Street? They're trucking. Right? So what What do you have for the topic tonight, Nicholas? Um, the 50 I'm angriest sure. people of all time. I was going to say uh, J. Edgar Hoover. See, that we're trying to stay away from politicians, kind of, and because, because then the list, we could fill the list out so easily. Like, there, there'd be no, there'd be no, it would just be, you would just start with Hitler and then go from there. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as I'm just trying to think now, um, Maybe, maybe Christian Bale, uh, like, he's kind of had Because some, he uh, threw the temper tantrum on the set? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, well, I mean, I probably would too if I, I would was, like, t- in a, no. if I was in like a second run Terminator film. Well, this is what but... I would say. This is what I say to that. I'm, I'm 100% on Christian Bale's side on this one. Cause he's on a set, right? Now this guy's on a set. He's got to pretend that like some Martian is coming down or whatever. And he's got to be like, he's like, look at the bleeding Martians coming down, right? He's like got to do his thing. And then the DP, who they try to make is like this, like this crew person walked onto the thing. It's like, no, this is a director of photography for Hollywood movies. This guy's a multimillionaire, walks onto the set while he's in the middle of acting and interrupts him from acting. And he's concentrating on that and trying to pretend that he's fighting Martians or whatever goes on in those Terminator movies. And he, he it's a, the it's the most rude thing you can do. Fair, fair enough, but uh, I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis would have broke. I think uh, he would have, uh, if Christian Bell was a... I don't professional. No, he was. He is a true professional. He is a, he is a true professional. They, this this DP was famous for interrupting shots, also for being rude. Oh, right. Oh wow. I'm on. I'm on Christian Bale's side on this one. He got screamed. He screamed at the guy. Guy earned it. Well, I uh, I think I might have to agree with you. All I guess. Right. All right, buddy. All right, well, anybody else, Nicholas? Um, it's all right if no, you don't have anybody. Don't worry. Fortunately, don't. I can't really think of uh, anything else off the top of my head. That's fine. Thanks, right. buddy. You have a good night, though. You too. We should wrap it up, right? What, what about Meatloaf? Meatloaf is pretty. Well, yeah, he's pretty angry. Like from that, like Apprentice stuff, where yeah. where he didn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't find his art supplies. Yeah, that's right. Thirty three <laughs> Meatloaf. This list is gonna be all guys. <laughs> like this list is just probably all should, guys. It's the one that should be probably. Yeah. 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 What were like, you gonna say? I'm trying to think of a, a woman that would match up to these guys. I'm sure they're out there, but none, none are coming to mind. These guys are the worst. I remember somebody said to me, they're like, like, oh, yeah, there's this, uh, like, Wolf of Wall Street. And not Wolf. I was like, oh, the, the, the big short. It was like, yeah, it's all guys in it. It's like, yeah, guys were the ones that ruined the economy. <laughs> it like, that's, it's like, that's a movie that 
you shouldn't have diversity in because suddenly you'd be like spreading the blame to anybody but like these crummy white guys who yeah. were the ones who tanked the economy. Well, that's me on my soapbox, guys. That's uh, <laughs> the views expressed in that uh, rant are not necessarily the views of the best show. Tom's Corner. <laughs> Tom's Corner, yeah. The rant. Um, all right, let's, I'm gonna block the call, so we're not gonna take any more calls. Uh, then, uh, Brett Davis, it's so exciting to have you here. You're, you're one of my favorite people, and oh, you, thank you, you started, Likewise. started off, and AP Mike championed you, <laughs> and you climbed through the ranks of the old best show, and then look at you now. You did it. You're in the best show. Mission accomplished. Official guest. You're back on the show. You did it. No, it's great. What What's going on? Do you have anything you want to let everybody know about? Ooh, I do. Oh, yeah. Big show. I have, I have two big shows. Let's let's hear it. Uh, I've got the 100th episode of the Podcast for Laundry. Okay. Uh, which is my podcast uh, that, that you've been on and mm-hmm. you may be on in the future. Maybe. Uh, stay tuned. Um, that's through Forever Dog, and we're doing a live show. <laughs> Dog. Uh, what other shows? What shows do you hate on Forever Dog? You can say it now. We'll uh, bleep them out. I don't, I don't listen to the other shows. Oh, really. that's the coldest thing. The opposite of love is not hate. It's I got, disinterest. They, they, you know, they, they had some. I, uh, I have friends on there. There's I'm none. Just I, there's none I hate. Okay, so but uh, August second at Union Hall, hundredth uh, episode of the podcast for laundry and. Brett Davis is receiving the Podcast of the Year Award from Mayor de Blasio. That is exciting. Yeah. And then uh, the the big one yeah. uh, on August 18th is the uh, it's the Macaulay Culkin Show. This is the show I've been doing for since 2013. Yeah, yeah. I co-host with Sally Burtnick, and mm-hmm. we just uh, named it the Macaulay Culkin Show for no reason. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. To be f- not even. It's not like a fun. It's not a joke. I think it was just a... But like in a random way. Funny. We weren't, we weren't even trying to be random. It was just something that weirdly stuck. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we were doing it on the 18th, uh, upgrading it to the Bell House uh, for a show with 20 comedians with the likes of my friend Chris Gethard and uh, Anna Fabrega, and, uh, who's on Los Spookies, and Lorelai Ramirez, John Glazer... Uh, a bunch of other people. And the, the big news, uh, at the Bell House on August 18th is that our co-host will be the Macaulay Culkin. Wow. This yeah. is the announcement. It's yeah. out there. Yeah. This is the first time you're telling people this? This is the first time I'm telling people this, right. but I don't Woo. know when this is coming out. That's so very, well, this it will, might be this, out there. This will air on October. <laughs> no. This will air on the 30th. Okay. July 30th. Well, there you go. You could get tickets now. Go for it, guys. Or or maybe they're sold out. They might be already. You might have missed out. Well, then come to the podcast. Well, that's definitely not sold Swing out. over. No, the, that, at Union Hall. That will be sell, uh, sell out, too. Yeah. Pat, Byrne, anything? I... Got nothing on the books, and it feels good, but, uh, you know, enjoying the rest of the summer. But I'm on, what What? What would it be, 99 of this? Oh, no, that that one is released already. It's, it's released, a, but w- would that be episode the 90, 97, 98? 
Yeah, what, on the apology tour, I'm at the end of that episode, and there was a lot of fun, and we did a funny thing, and, and people should check that out for yeah. the podcast for laundry. And then there's uh, a lot of there's a, a huge Pat Burns storyline on the podcast for laundry. If you haven't heard it, yeah. seek it out. I'm honored for that, but that um, it was a lot of fun, and that was cool. And then uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we should uh, plug the the Patreon work because we're close to. Uh, a number, right? Of hitting a, are we? a certain... Aren't we close to... I thought something. I don't know. But go to Patreon. This is the only way you can support The Best Show is over at patreon.com slash The Best Show. We don't have ads on the show. We don't uh, have sponsorships or anything like that. We The show is... Uh, 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 f- f- uh, f- all the expenses are covered and, and people get uh, paid through... The Patreon, it's uh, it's the way you do it. So good, and we give you things for the different pledge levels. Patreon.com slash the best show. There's bonus things go up and shows. There was a bonus a miniature episode. Of the best show will have gone up uh, a couple days ago. All sorts of great stuff. So don't don't miss out. For as little as five dollars a month, you get bonus content delivered to your email each and every week, or close to each and every week. Yes. Of course. And within thank, reason. With the, exactly. Within reason. So go do that and check it out. And thanks for the people who do support it. I appreciate it. And the best show will be back. Maybe. I don't know. This might have been the last show, too. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know where I'm landing on this. I'm still feeling where I'm at. So let's say until then, let's say 